Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So do you feel like... I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh, I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh, it's your turn to get the baby. So are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run. And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. And welcome back to the KJ After Dark Gamer Parents Podcast. My name is Joanne and I'm joined by my amazing gamer partner in crime, best friend, and wonderful husband, Kevin. Hey everyone. If this is your first time here today, Kevin and I, we have two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and we share the same passion of gaming. I like to call us big kids with little kids. And this podcast is where we talk about life and of course give our reviews about the bi-weekly games we play from a parent's point of view. We don't have much time because we're busy during the day with work and kids. So we got a couple hours at night to play a few games and then say what we think about it here. And hopefully that helps other gamer parents out there make a decision on what game they want to play or check out our reviews before playing the games. So Kevin, before we begin, how has your week been going? Well, I would just want to say this is also episode number 30, which is a huge milestone. So that's um, really cool that we've made it this far. Uh, it doesn't feel like the podcast is like such a baby anymore. I mean, um, like we definitely put in a decent amount of time and come turning out 30 episodes now. I guess mm -hmm. technically 29 point something. But you know, I feel like that's 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 a milestone. Definitely a milestone. Woohoo! So excited about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as how this week has been on the life side of things, I feel like it's kind of a repeat of last week of what I said there. But today, this you know, we're recording on the weekend. It was another pool day, so that was kind of similar to last week, just hanging out by the pool, um, having mm -hmm. a beer. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but as far as during the week, we got to have a nice little trip to New York City. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so that was last week for a couple of days. Without the children. Yeah, so no kids. Uh, my parents watched them, thankfully. We are so appreciative for them. Mm -hmm. But we got to go and hang out for a couple of days without the kids in New York and just um, explore a little bit. It wasn't very long of a trip. But, you know, we got to see a few places. We got to enjoy some good food, mm -hmm. just the two of us. So I kind of, I feel like when it, when it is just us two and not the kids, every meal seems like a date. Yeah, definitely. Every trip feels uh, like a yeah, vacation. Yeah, re regardless of what it is, really. Yeah. It could be a picnic or something and just feel like the most romantic date time ever just because the kids aren't there. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I think that one of the highlights for me was we went out and had Japanese food. Mm -hmm. What was that called again that we had? I forget. I think the thing that got me the most was the cold noodles. Oh, the Zaru Soba? Oh, yes. that was like the side food. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, I think it's probably the first time I've like had cold noodles like that. So that was different for me, but it wasn't that bad. It was okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was refreshing. It was interesting. Yep. So we were AFK in NYC. 
There you go. Um, how about on the gaming side? For me, obviously, it's been a lot of Hearthstone. Still playing the newest expansion, of course. And outside of that, I think maybe I did a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy since last week. Not a whole lot. I'm still working through finishing off that game and getting to the credits. And then we did play a lot of Dead by Daylight. Yes, we did. And I feel like most games that we're planning to review, we'll put in like just enough time to like get a better feel for them. But I feel like this time we spent like every moment that we had, mm-hmm. a gaming moment that we had yep. playing it. We didn't really play much of anything else. So we'll get into Dead by Daylight the, at the end of the episode. We'll give our review and talk all about it, what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. Um, did you get a chance to jump into anything else this week? Or are you probably the same as me, right? Um, yes, but I did get a game on my phone, which is like a book because I like reading. And I happened to see this ad on this book game where you get to choose and it's called Choices. So you get to read a book while making a choice and, and then decide where that leads to. And that was pretty fun for me. That was like my kind of game too. So Yeah, so I have to ask, you said you saw the ad. Was the ad like the actual game? Pretty much. This one was pretty much similar, yes. Is this one that you've been playing for a long time or that you, you just started playing for the first time? I played it before and then after that I like abandoned it for a couple of years or three years and then I saw the ad again so I had to re-download it and play it again and that was pretty fun especially because I miss reading and that was just the perfect game since we were AFK so I had is that, my phone. So is it like one of those books that probably most of us had growing up? Where, like, go to this page if you want to do this. Yeah. Or go to that page if you want to do that. Kinda. And then I also check out this game called Drawbridge. It's drawing a bridge. But then it was nothing like the ad. Like, in the ad, it was like a full-blown bridge that you draw. And then in the in the game, it was just like a black, like, like a scribble, you know? But it still kind of makes sense that you're just trying to connect the two spots A to B and let the car sure. drive on it. So that was the two games I checked out on my phone while we were away. But other than that, I haven't been into Lost Ark or anything this past two weeks just because I was hooked on Dead by Daylight, I tell you. Seemed like the kind of relaxing game for me when i play as relaxing when i play as the killer (laughs) only because it was more you know exciting to chase victims down and stuff but when i am the survivor it was extra stressful because of those skill checks you know when you repair the generator or when you're trying to fight back but we'll talk about that more in detail later but yeah dead by daylight was cool i played it almost like every night when we could so yeah yeah, and, and um, I know you were talking about mobile games some, and I feel like we're at this point with mobile games, and I don't know exactly why, but I mean, the ads never seem to be the actual game. It always, <laughs> they always seem to be extremely misleading. Or like, in the ad, you're like, oh, this game looks like it would be really fun. I'll download it. And then you get in, and, and you realize that it's nothing like the ad at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, this is probably a few years ago, but... That happened like a few times in a row. And then I was like, okay, this is apparently just a thing among mobile games. They have the advertisements 
always look really cool and way cooler than the actual game. So now I actually just like look up gameplay of it, like someone else is just like sharing their gameplay and everything, actually see what it's like before downloading it. You cannot go off of the ads anymore. <laughs> That's true. It's like clickbait sometimes. Exactly. That's well, it's pretty much exactly what it is. I don't, I don't know if it, is if, if it also could be classified as false advertising or anything like that. Mm, probably. But anywho... That's how our weeks went. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, I guess we could jump into some, not necessarily news, I guess some kind of news. Um, <laughs> but I did see that they were going to be coming up with a Pac-Man movie. What's it called again? Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but I did see that they were going to have a movie come out for Pac-Man. I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I don't know if it's considered like live action or what, like kind of makes me think of like the Sonic movies that they've been coming out with, where they're going to have a live action Pac-Man movie. That, that one just doesn't seem to work as well for me as like, even like Sonic, for example, because I don't really know like what's, what would the story be in Pac-Man? I have no idea. Like how he end up learning how to eat balls and ghosts. Like, okay, I'm just going to eat stuff and you know, this magic pill or something's gonna let me eat ghosts <laughs> i don't know that would be interesting to watch i'm actually trying to figure out how it would turn out <laughs> yeah i i have no idea like where what kind of story they would come up with for that i'm sure they'll come up with something creative and unique and fun but i just i have no idea where they would go with that did you ever play pac-man yeah you did okay I did. very much and i would assume that was like a long time ago long time ago i don't even remember how old i was when we played it i think it was in the arcade when i played it actually i don't know i'm sure i played it once or twice in an arcade somewhere but like outside of that like i never owned anything that was pac-man or yeah you know never really played it more than once or twice at a time mm -hmm. so was never really largely exposed to pac-man but hey if it's you know, on Redbox or Rental or Netflix or somewhere like that, we might, might end up watching it one day. I also just wanted to share that um, there's a few games up for grabs right now. I guess really just one, but um, if you wanted to, you could head to the Epic Game Store and grab Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 on the Epic Game Store for free right now. Um, that is until August 18th. That's going to be Thursday of this next week. So when this comes out, you have a few days to go over to the store and grab that for free. You just have to add it to your library and you can download it and play whenever you want. There's another cooking game, which I feel like there's been a lot of lately. I know. Right? There's been, obviously, Overcooked. Mm -hmm. Been out for a longer. Um, but then there was Recipe for Disaster. And then this one, too. Well, it's cook, serve, delicious, exclamation mark, and then three, question mark, exclamation mark. Funny title, but um, yeah, that one, it's another cooking game if you kind of like those simulator type ones. So you can check that one out for free if you want. And there is also going on right now are, uh, a deal that Best Buy is doing. It's 10 days of 10 different games for $10 a piece. And just checking them out, they actually 
have some pretty decent titles that they're putting on there. So, like, for example, Call of Duty Vanguard was one of them. Um, Back for Blood was one. And uh, the fourth one now is Death Stranding, which is, a, a def I mean, definitely some decent titles on there. Um, and so we still have six more days of $10 games from Best Buy. So if you get a chance to go check those out, maybe you might get a decent game for only 10 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, we should totally check that out. Yeah, I'm watching that one every day to see if there's something I want to get. I might actually, I mean, maybe get Death Stranding. We've never played that. We we totally missed that game, so we, maybe we pick it up and catch back up. See what it was all about. But now, Joanne, you want to kick us off on the Game Pass games? Yes. So new game releases this past week on Game Pass is Two Point Campus on console, PC, and cloud. Cooking Simulator, another cooking game another right there. Another cooking game? I know. On console, PC, and cloud as well. Expeditions Rome, only on PC. And Offworld Trading Company, only on PC. Interesting. Okay. I'll go ahead and add on to that with the new game releases. We have Two Point Campus, which was also released on Game Pass. Um, but Two Point Campus on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We have Lost in Play on Switch and PC. Cult of the Lamb on PS5 and 4, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, and PC. Rumbleverse on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And then we have Marvel Spider-Man, which was just released on PC. So of those games, a few of those I don't know too much about. Um, Two Point Campus will also be on Game Pass, so we have the chance to play that one as part of our subscription if we wanted to. But it didn't look that interesting to me. Like you're kind of building a school, you know, and you're like, I guess, buying different things for the school and kind of piecing it all together. And I guess just building it to whatever you want it to be or look like. Uh, Rumbleverse looked kind of interesting. It's like a battle royale, very cartoony. You know, you pick what character you want to use, and it wasn't like a um, you know first-person shooter or anything like that. They they didn't really seem to have like many like weapons or that kind of thing. They just it was almost more like wrestling moves or something. But that one looked kind of fun. And then obviously Marvel's Spider-Man, uh, one of the bigger Spider-Man games to be released, is now coming to PC which was an interesting move for Sony, just like um, kind of what we saw with God of War going to PC. I'm sure there'll be a lot more sales jumping in for that one. Now people can play it on PC. I check out Call of the Lambs trailer on YouTube. and Dude, how did that one look? It looked kind of like similar to, what's that, that game we play? No One Saves the World. Oh, really? Nobody's is nobody, no one? Saves, nobody saves the world. Yeah, nobody saves yeah. the world. I mean, like the graphics kind of look like that, you know. Really? Yeah, like a town, and then. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, pretty cute, but kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's all for news and uh, game releases and all of that. Shall we move along into Dead by Daylight? Yes. Please. All right. So what what did you like about Dead by Daylight? I guess we'll start on that end of things. So, or I guess we start with explaining the game. Yeah. So, right. Yes, right. Uh, for people who don't know how the game is played, we'll kind of just give a brief overview of what it's like. 
mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight, it's I get, I don't know if it's your normal like classic horror game. It's not it's not single player. It's completely multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're if you're a survivor, you're kind of pitted against a killer, or if you're the killer, then you're pitted against the survivors. And each match, you have one killer and four survivors. Yes. And if you're a survivor, then you are trying to, first of all, first and foremost, avoiding the killer <laughs> at all yeah. costs. You do not want the killer to find you. You kind of want to stay hidden and stay out of sight. That's basically goal number one. Um, secondly, there are these generators around the map, which are apparently broken and we all apparently have amazing mechanic skills and have the ability to fix them <laughs> yep. over the course of about a minute. So if you find these generators, you can fix them. And once you repair five generators, then you can open the door that gets you out of the level or out of the map and you technically escape from the killer. So that's the whole goal for the survivor. Yeah. You mainly just survive and if, if you can't escape the level. Now, for the killer, you're basically trying to stop the survivors from doing all that. You are moving around the level trying to find any of the survivors. So Remember, there's four of them, so you spot somebody, Mm -hmm. and then you try and chase them down. For the most part, the killers seem to move quite a bit faster than the survivors. So when you see someone, they should be able to catch up to them as long as they just keep chasing after them. Mm -hmm. And... Um, if you, it, everyone's a little bit different, but like if you hit somebody once, they'll usually just become wounded and run off again. And then you have to hit them one more time to yeah. actually down them or make them fall to the ground. And then the killer can then pick them up and like put them on a hook basically. So that yeah. they're kind of stuck there and they need a teammate to come save them. So that's yeah. another thing that the survivors can do, um, is like helping to, to save their teammates or rescue them, I guess I would say. Um, yeah. You want to go ahead and explain more about that? So as the killers, apparently you are tasked to... You don't kill the survivors per se. You capture them and like sacrifice them to the entity, which is like a alien-like creature. Kind of remind me of the, the alien from A Quiet Place, you know? <laughs> kind of uh, okay. look like that. But anyways, the entity is what's going to grab the survivors from the hook. And if the survivors are hooked three times, and that means the entity would consume it automatically. But otherwise, they would have a chance of escaping again. There are five main killers that comes with the base game. And the other killers are unlocked if you bought the DLC or if you can also purchase them online through the coins that they sell, the Oryx sells or something in the game. And most of the killers have a background story. A lot of it comes from horror stories that we already know. For example, the Nemesis comes from Resident Evil, or the Ghostface is from Scream, yeah. And there's also Freddy Krueger, who... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And um, was it... The guy from Halloween, right? Yeah, and also the Onryo, um, who is from The Ring. Sadako, you know, from The Ring. I kind of like that, how they take characters like from you know movies or shows that we all know and these scary characters that mm-hmm. 
maybe were our worst nightmare as kids yes. or something. <laughs> um, you know, because some of these movies are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're putting them in the game, and I think that's really clever and interesting. Yeah, to kind of see some of those characters that we are already familiar with and that we are already scared of. <laughs> yeah, and all of these killers have like different abilities, um, like how they attack. Like some of them could set traps, or the huntress could use her axe and kind of like yep. longer range range to throw her axe and wound us instead of just. Um, meleeing us, you know, like hitting us using her melee. Yeah, so every killer seems to have, you know, a few different abilities where I guess they have like their regular attack, which is kind of just they swing their weapon in front of them or their claws or whatever they have. And then they also have like a an ability, which yeah. everyone's is a little bit different. Like, mm-hmm. like Joanne mentioned, the Huntress can throw like a hatchet, you know, so she has a ranged attack that she can hit people with. And then, you know, the nurse can teleport around. Blink, yeah. Yeah, blink or whatever, but then she's slowed after that. So that one's really hard to use, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everyone's has their own unique abilities or things that they can do that the other killer characters cannot. Yes. Uh, and there's quite a few of them. So we just don't have all of them unlocked. We just had to have the, the five main based ones. So we've had mm-hmm. a chance to try all of those. But some of the other ones we've played against, yes. and they seem really cool. Like, what, what were you calling him? The nemesis? The guy who... Is he the one that has, like, zombies? Yes, he like, has, like, around? zombies scattered around the map to help him. And yeah, that then, was not fair. It was supposed to be four against one. But exactly. Yeah, that, was, uh, that, one was, that one really changed things up, made it and a lot harder. <laughs> there's one, the one that I fought against, the ring, the lady from the ring... She could. She has like televisions that she could come out of or something. I don't know. Like she could watch us. It's like her teleport, and we have to like turn it off or something or destroy the televisions. Well, because that's what it was in the movie, right? Like she'd come yeah. out of the out of the TV screen. Yeah, and oh. then we had one fight against the hag who kind of like she could set traps, you know. And then when it's triggered, she could appear right there, like teleport to the the trap itself. That's why we were kind of like confused. How did she get here so fast? Remember? <laughs> yeah. And I think knowing what the killers are capable of or like where they're strongest or where they're weaker is helpful. Definitely. in playing the game, especially stuff like that, like that hag one, not knowing that she could teleport around, didn't really know what to expect with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they all seem very unique, very different. Um, when, and I guess so we can start talking some about the survivors. You can sure. pick from a list of different survivors as well. But it seems to be a lot less... I mean, they all have, like, different perks that you can equip that basically give you different, like, passives. Mm-hmm. You know, either make you uh, heal your wounded allies faster or um, what they call auras. So you can, like, see other players' outlines, whether that's the killer or your other survivors because otherwise you don't necessarily know where your teammates are um but anyways those those passives basically help you perform better each match mm-hmm. and each survivor seems to have different ones and so that's that seems to be like the main difference obviously they look different was mm-hmm. there am i missing anything um like the same way the killers have like dlcs um the survivors have like dlcs to have like more variety if you want 
but we only have the base. So yeah, we have seven to pick from right now. Gotcha. And both sets, the survivors and the killers, they both have their own lore, like unique lore. Yeah, or... their backstory. <laughs> okay, the survivors do too. I know we were looking into that for the killers, but the survivors also have lore. Pretty much, but not as deep. More like right. what they were doing or their values and stuff like that. But Gotcha. Yeah, but I guess they could probably write a lot more and get a lot more creative about the killer's, killers. past and everything. Yep. Especially yep. if one already exists and there, there's a whole movie about it or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, that's kind of how the game works. What do you like about it? I like how, like... It kind of reminds me of that Left 4 Dead where it matches you with four, three other people. Like, mm-hmm. So there's a group of four trying to survive, you know? Yeah. But it's in a smaller map, I think, compared to Left 4 Dead. I, I would compare it to Left 4 Dead a lot because this one seems more like the task that you need to do is very clear, which is to repair generators, open the door. And if there's one of you left... Um, a hatch would spawn, like appear, and enables you to escape even though you haven't repaired the generators. And the killer, if the killer gets to the hatch first, the killer could shut it, and thus you would have very little chance of escaping. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever found that hatch. I I've don't, never found... I don't know if they exist. Yo, they saying. do. I've... I've closed one as a killer, but I have not found one as a survivor. <laughs> I, I don't even know what they would look like. I, I Maybe I need to look that up. Like Maybe that's why I've never found one. It was but, in a tutorial. <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember. Like That was a while ago. And just, yeah, there's like that one time. Yeah, it, it, it's very tricky. It, it would like, appear in the randomest place, I guess. <laughs> but I like that it's different every time we play it. In terms of True. the map, it's always different. Like, sometimes you get the same map, but oftentimes I would like, wait, where is this? <laughs> yeah. And um, then, we're starting to get some, like, repeat maps and everything, so... Um, yeah. But there's there's some variety in the maps. And there some is a of variety. Them feel, some of them feel way harder than others. Yes. Just because, you know, it's way harder to either move around or hide from the killer... I guess I'm thinking about it from the survivor's perspective because that's usually how we're playing. And at first I thought it was easier being a killer, but then I was wrong. Actually, it's pretty hard being a killer too because you, you're like against four players and you have to really hunt them down before they finish repairing. You would be shocked to see how fast some survivors could repair the generators. So It's um, those skill checks. Some people are pros. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really know what to say about the game except like how I like the way it is. Like very clear objectives, very straightforward and variety of maps, variety of killers, variety of survivors. And every time you play, it is with different people. So yeah, the outcome's always different. You could have like someone who's pro in fixing generators or you could be someone who keep exposing where you are. (laughs) That's another thing. We didn't really mention the skill checks or explain those, right? So when you're repairing a generator, occasionally um, the circle thing will pop up and you need to hit the space bar like when it's in the right spot. And if you miss that, then I don't know if the generator will like backfire or something. Yeah, it explodes. And then, 
Uh, like it'll make a loud noise and then the killer will be able to see where you are like mm-hmm. when that happens. So usually if you do that, the killer is going to try like running to you or something. So, Oh, I do have to point out that the killer could see the aura of all the generators that needs repair, you know, like it's red in color from the killer's perspective. As a killer, we would walk towards all these red spots to look for a survivor. But as a survivor, you can't see where the generators are. So you have to like walk aimlessly around till you find one or, you know, it's really hard as a survivor to navigate compared to the killer because the killer knows exactly where the generators are. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm terrible at is finding the generators. Yes. Sometimes I spend like the first few minutes just like trying to find one to start working on. And I totally forgot that the killers can actually see like the outline of them so they know exactly where they all are. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, for- I kind of totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, what I like about the game, I really like what they did with the sound. In the mm-hmm. game, right? Like another thing we didn't really cover is, as the killer gets closer to you, you can hear a heartbeat. But like if it's very faint, it means they're still kind of far away. But once it starts getting louder, then you know, like okay, they're getting closer to you. And it's faster too. It beats faster too. Yeah, it's it's louder and faster. And yeah, so if you're like just running one direction and you hear it getting louder and louder, like usually probably want to turn around, hightail it out of there. But like the, I feel like the sound, they did a really good job at that. And then also, if somebody is wounded, they kind of make these grunts and cries and everything. Yeah. Just because they're wounded. And other players can hear that, and the killer can hear that. And so even though you want your character to just like shut up and like stop making noises <laughs> to give yourself away, yeah. um, you know, obviously that, that still happens. And the killer, if, as long as they're listening... They can use that information to actually to really find you. Yep, as the killer when I play as a killer, <laughs> I like when I wound one of the survivors, and then they run away, and then they hide in the locker because there are these lockers around that you could choose to hide in, but they forgot that they're wounded, so I could see like a trail of blood leading to the locker, and then when I get closer to the locker, I could hear them like breathing, like moaning and groaning, <laughs> and then I just open the locker and get down. Yeah, so I, I mean, sure, some people probably disagree with me, but I feel like they used sound in a way to kind of enhance the whole game and the the submersion, mm-hmm. right, of like all the senses. I feel yeah. like they, they did a really good job with that one. Yes, they did. Yeah, you got a point there. Thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah, and then I like it's it's kind of like a casual PvP experience. Like the matches don't last insanely long. I mean, it can get pretty intense just because it's like horror <laughs> and, you know, frightening. And, and I feel like when we first started playing, when the I was a survivor and the killer was chasing me, like, it was like very, very, very intense, right? And yeah. like, it would have me on the edge of my seat and my heart would be racing as fast as the game was. Um, but I feel like now I'm a little bit more like settled into it and like I kind of know, okay, this is where I where I'm going to run to and, you know, I'm going to try and hop over this stuff to try and get away. Like, I feel like I'm a lot more prepared for how to handle those situations than when we first started playing. So it's not as sure. intense. And if you're playing with your spouse or your friends, just bear in mind that you can't be in the same team if you want to play as a killer. Only as survivors, you guys could be in a party together because there's four. 
but as the killer it's always like um you have to play and i haven't been matched with kevin every time i play as a killer um and when he's playing as a survivor i was hoping i would match <laughs> it'll be fun trying to chase him down but yeah that's probably just really unlikely with the yeah. number of players playing so yeah so that's just the downside about what i didn't like about the game i wish like we could choose you know kind of like among us where you're like it's in a party and then one of you would be like the killer or the imposter and then yeah but i guess if you're doing it intentionally that one of us is the killer and the other one's a survivor i guess they obviously fear you know the survivor giving people's positions away or like helping the killer somehow right yeah maybe possibly yeah. but yeah that is about the game and it's free on game pass so do check it out yes definitely um it's definitely worth checking out i don't know if i would spend like full price i don't i don't even know what the game would be full price today just because we got it through game pass but you know i i could probably see spending 30 bucks or so on this game and kind of coming back to it every once in a while and playing with friends especially there's a lot more fun to play it with friends yeah it's just you know especially listening to you joanne like when you have a killer chasing you and oh yeah when i freaking out i know yeah. i i enjoy being the killer because i like so chill when i'm playing as a killer but when i'm the survivor if you guys ever see me stream one day again on this game you would see me scream and cuss and everything <laughs> when the killer is chasing me for some reason the killer loves to chase me compared to anybody else i don't know why yeah that's that's the tough part when a killer like finds you they're usually just going to chase you down until they get you and every second you survive they'll you just you basically being lucky yeah. and usually unless you completely lose them which is really hard to do yeah like they're just gonna keep chasing you until they get you yeah <laughs> but funny this is a game that i actually like smile like even though it's stressful it's it it makes you smile even as a survivor i mean you scream and everything but after that you feel you feel good or maybe that's just me i don't know <laughs> as a survivor you're saying yeah both both ways i feel well yeah i think playing. once like you're once you're like downed there's like a sense of relief they're like okay it's out of your hands now there's not really anything else you can do you know besides like trying to recover or whatever but yeah and if you do die in the game you don't have to watch or wait for the whole game to end it's like you just leave the game right away right like they put you out yeah of the you game. can you can choose to spectate or like just go back to the main menu and go into a different game you don't have to wait yeah. for that game to be over with which mm -hmm. is nice because if you happen to you know die really early then you can just kind of move on and that's yeah. like you want to wait if you're playing with other people yeah all right then let's go ahead and hop into our category reviews yes please first category is convenience what do you think about the convenience of this game i would give it a five a five in convenience no, average average really yeah because why is that it's convenient because the game is not like super long to me i mean it could get long but it's not super long but it's inconvenient because you can't afk halfway through without you know being found or somehow like it's penalizing for everyone because you're not working on a generator if you're afk and even if you hide in a locker it's like you're not helping the team you know it's not the a, the kind of game that you want to go afk while being in around 
yeah, I feel like time is not really on your side. Mm-hmm. Like either either way, whether you're the killer, then everyone's just gonna fix the generators while you're away, and yeah. that's basically a guaranteed loss. But then, as a survivor, if you just go AFK somewhere, you know your your teammates might still kind of come through and win the game for you. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, every second you waste is you know one one second that the killer's going to have everybody down so but it's not that long of a game i'm just saying like if you have kids and you want to finish a game in 15 minutes before you could get the kids yeah how um, long were our games was it was it about 15 minutes i think so like even slightly longer than that maybe but that, could be that would be like the least 15 minutes would be like the least but normally it lasts longer depending okay. on who uh, you're with if if your survivors are like all caught and dead before then it would be quick. Okay. I'm giving it a convenience of three. Okay. Because, well, one, it's a little bit convenient because the matches aren't extremely long, right? It's not 45 hour long matches that you can't pause or take a break from. So they're mm-hmm. on the little bit more on the shorter side. Not short, but they're not extremely long either. And then it's also really difficult to step away because either the killer is going to find you or you're just going to let everybody else escape mm-hmm. if you are the killer. So very hard to step away from and not just completely lose. So that's why I gave it a lowish score of three. Mm-hmm. Next is communication. What do you think on the communication? I would say it's not necessary. That's how we could play with other people without any audio. But it does help. I, I think like when you get hit by the killer or you get discovered and you get hanged and then somehow the auras like you know as you can see where the person is being hanged and mm-hmm. stuff so you can get there without them calling to you so I would say the communication for this is about three a three on communication yeah okay. but then it, you do talk about it after the game too but yeah okay yeah, I'm giving it an 8 on communication. What? Why? And that is... Well, so we've played it... I've played it by myself, right? Yeah. And I've played it with you. And we've played with a group of three. And I feel like kind of the more people you add to it, the easier it is because of that communication. Because we're actually talking to each other. Right? Because if you're saying yeah. like, oh, the killer's chasing me. And you see that person like running towards you, then like you know you need to hightail out of there too, because the killer is probably going to come right around the corner. It's nice right? to have, but it's not necessary. Or, <laughs> I mean, it makes it a way a lot easier. Um, you know, or like if the killer hooks one of us and he's basically like guarding that position, and you're able to communicate that, then your teammates know like, okay, just fix generators, don't try and save that person because the killer's right there. Okay. Um, and also like. It's really hard to play the game and like not talk to each other about like what's going on or like especially if the killer is nearby or something. Okay, I but, don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not just different opinions, I guess, on communication, but that's fine. Yeah, this is the first time we've been so different on a rating. That's all right. Um, next category though is story. What do you think about the story? I think it has a good story because I read the backstory of the killers, all the base killers at least, and then some of the DLC killers, and 
I actually think it was interesting to know why the killers became the way they were or why they choose the weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. Even their outfits, some of them, or how they look. Have okay. something to do with their story. Um, not really on the survivors. The survivors were more like yeah. simple stories, but gotcha. I think story-wise, it's pretty high. I would give it eight on story. Okay. So yes, I think that was the difference between you and me, right? Because you read like all the backstories. Yeah. And you also play games like Choices, mm-hmm. and you kind of like to to read to take in that story, whereas like I really don't. So I didn't read any of the backstories. I appreciate that they're there, at least that, you know, for people who want to know more about it, their characters can, can read about them. Um, obviously, it's not really a huge story-driven game, but because, you know, they have a lore about all these like, interesting characters, especially on the killer's side, um, I gave it a five for story. Kind okay. of average, I guess. Uh, next is repeatability. What did you think about the repeatability? Repeatability is high for me. Um... Like I said, like I haven't touched Lost Ark or any other game um, on the computer these past couple of weeks. I've been really into Dead by Daylight because I really want to try out like different maps and use different abilities of different killers as well as survivors. Plus, there's this thing called Blood Webs, which is kind of like your skills or something to level up your character. And I've been like leveling up my killer as well as my survivor i choose one of each and and see where that takes me but ultimately i think it's a very repeatable game it's not something that would be like my eternal flame like world of warcraft or mm-hmm, right or lost ark but it's something that i would just leave on my computer like i will not uninstall it just because i want to get into it from time to time so I'm giving it a repeatability rating of 8. Of 8. Okay, I'm right there with you. I agree with everything that you said. Um, I think just slightly less into it as you, which makes sense because I think I'm playing it a little bit less than you also. So I'm giving it a repeatability score of 7. And the last category is fun. Obviously, you had fun with this game. Oh, yeah. How much on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I'll still give it an 8. Out of 10, I think it's pretty fun. An 8 out of 10, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also gave it an 8 out of 10, so we matched exactly there. Um, okay. Having fun with it, definitely. I think it, it would be even more so if we had like all the killers unlocked and, and survivors, I guess. Just so that we could you know, try playing as different characters. There's not a whole lot we can do with just the base one. But, um, but it's still... A lot of fun. And especially, like, even as you play as the survivors, you can be matched up against killers that you don't have unlocked. So mm-hmm. you still get to, like, at least interact and see them that way. So yep. that, that part's still fun. Yes, exactly. All right. So that was all the categories. And just totaling these up here, looks like I gave it a 31 and you gave it a 32. Hmm, pretty close in the end. Very close, and also pretty decent scores. I'm kind of considering anything over 30 is not bad. Yeah, that's more than three stars. Yeah, and it's out of 50 here, so Mm -hmm. across all those five categories of convenience, communication, story, repeatability, and fun. So that wraps up our review of Dead by Daylight. Uh, I don't think I'm done playing with it. I kind of want to hop into it some here if we have any more time. 
before Definitely. we go into the next game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they come and go so so quickly. Yes. But that wraps up our review. If you want to see our gameplay of Dead by Daylight, you can over on the YouTube channel, KJ After Dark. Or if you just want to hang out and talk with us some, you can join our Discord channel, which you can find in the link of the podcast episode or in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also check us out at twitter.com slash kjafterdark or instagram.com slash kj underscore after underscore dark. And we would really appreciate if you could give us a like, follow, subscribe, comment, whatever it is, wherever it is, all that good stuff. Yep, yep, please do. That's all that we have for you this time, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye!